Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. I don't say this very often, but I will admit that this is probably my favorite series on the show. This is where Millennial Mike goes through the week of contents, pulls out the spiteful, the hateful, the quality questions, and every now and again he throws me a softball, which I appreciate. But I get to react, uh, and I really have no idea what's coming. So I like this show because it's just authentic. Sometimes he pisses me off enough, and I actually swear. That's when you, that's when you know he got me going. But uh, we'll see what happens this week. Remember, it's the commenters that are pissing you off, not me. I'm just, I'm just the messenger. Come on now. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. We do have a bunch of great topics. We're going to talk about wage inflation. When's the next good time to buy? We're going to review your interview with those two ladies that were famous that you had on the channel. We're going to talk about that. So we're going to get started first with somebody who's tired of you saying that wage inflation is going to be one of the solutions that gets us out of some of the current economic troubles. So this one comes from VW447. He says 68% of people live paycheck to paycheck because rent and the cost of food and energy is going up faster than wages. It's easy to say, fix that, but it's not that simple. Wage inflation isn't going to happen easily. Uh, Well, again... I mean, I, I, the, the data is pretty obvious. We, we had nominal wage inflation last year below inflation. So he's he's absolutely correct. The last 18 months or two years uh, was negative real inflation. It has flipped. You may not be feeling it, but the numbers are clear. Uh, we have had real wage growth the last three months, maybe even four months now. Uh, and I think it it continues forward. I think we've seen examples of it in U- UPS. I think we're going to see an example of it in UAW. I think we will see examples of it in many other areas going forward. And yes, job openings are down from 10 point, whatever it was, million to eight and a half. The job market is still strong. Uh, I, I stand by my comment. I think real wage growth, especially for the bottom 50%, continues for the next several years. I am of the mind that there are three constituents in the economy. There are workers, employees, there are executives, and there are shareholders. For 40 years, shareholders and executives have got theirs at the the pain of the employee. I'm done with that. I, I believe the employee needs to get theirs. I believe we already see positive momentum in that direction. And I hope it continues. If you don't like that, fine. You know, you go ahead and do you. Uh, but I think real wage growth is here. The numbers support it. And I think it's here to stay, my opinion. Well, the reason people are interested in things like wage growth is because when they're looking at, at buying housing or getting into housing or even just investing in real estate, prices don't make sense. So a group of people are saying, well, you know, maybe prices are going to come down. And, you know, you've said things that could happen would be the market could go sideways. Wages could inflate up. 
Um, and those are kind of some of the topics we have talking about today. But I want to start with the next question. This one comes from Springfield 03 Sniper. He says, if you're calling prices to be flat for a year or two, when should you buy? Well, I, I don't I don't really know how to answer that question. So I, so I only can tell you what I do. I look at my market every day and I buy every great deal that comes by. That's it. It really is always that simple to me. I think you should be looking at your market every day. I think you should know what average is in your market. And I think you should buy great deals. I am not a market timer. I will probably be more aggressive the next six months than the last six months. Why is that? Because everybody is getting out of the market. Inventory is piling up. Days on market are exploding. Guess what, guys? I'm cheap. I like to buy stuff at 30 to 40% off. I will be writing lots of more offers and I will do what I did last year when I got two deals out of the MLS. So the answer is you buy when you find a great deal. But step one of that is you got to do the work every freaking day. People don't like to do work. They want it to be easy. Real estate investing is never easy. So the answer is you buy when you find a great deal. Well, we've talked about wage inflation. We've talked about studying the market every day. But this last week, you had Melody Wright and Daniel Martino Booth on your channel. Uh, so we're going to start with Melody Wright. This question comes from Raxop70. He says, hey, one rental at a time. I thought you make fun of Crash Bros. Even though this is a lady, she's the biggest Crash Bro out there. Please explain yourself. So I don't know that to be true. I've read many of her articles on um, Reddit. I know she's been she's been on other channels like Wealthy on, and the headline was super scary, like Category Five, worst time ever. I don't watch those videos, so I have no idea what was said. Um, I can tell you what my understanding of what I've read from Melody Wright's five to ten articles is. She has a level of expertise and experience in the mortgage industry that I don't have. She is willing to share what she has done there, her experience, and some of her early indications, I want to know that. I may not see the same dominoes she does going forward, but if I can get better, shouldn't I learn that? So I look to Melody Wright to help fill in a gap I have. If you actually watch my interview with Melody Wright and I have invited her back, we're trying to schedule something, she basically says there are growing problems in 30-day and 90-day lates, if you watch the video. I push back saying, couldn't that just be forbearance unwinding and all of those things? So again, I think there's some give and take. But my experience with Melody Wright is she's not a reventure consulting. She's not you know real estate mudsling or whatever the hell his name is. It's... She's like, hey, I got an opinion. I have a set of experience, and I'm going to share that. And she's going to be loud. I don't, I don't have to agree with her to appreciate her understanding. So I, I currently don't think of Melody Wright as a crash, uh, whatever you would crash lady or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there. I was like, well, hmm, we can't call her a crash bro. I think crash babe isn't politically correct. We yeah. Just. <laughs> Well, we'll crash. come up with in the comments down below. What do we call the female crash bros? Whoever gets the best best idea for that, that's what we'll refer to him as. There you go. It works. Moving on to Daniel DiMartino Booth. 
she made the comment in her video that housing supply was going to go up. So this one comes from MUA Patrick 4174. He says, surprised you agreed with her that supply will explode. You've refuted that forever. Did you agree with her, Mike? So again, with Danielle DiMartino Booth, you have to be very careful. So the reason I agree with her is she's talking about multifamily supply coming. And I think she's right. I don't, I don't even think it's arguable. There's more multifamily units, rentals, because I think what we were talking about during that comment was rent softness. That's coming to multifamily. We have more units coming online in the next four months than we had in the last year. So it's coming. Um, and you got to remember, when I talked to Daniel DiMartino Booth, she is the top Fed insider. Type, tippity top. She is a great top 10, top five economist. She is not a housing expert. And I think she would admit she has strong opinions. That's why I love her. But that's not that's not what she looks at every day. So I wasn't going to have that conversation with her. But to say that uh, inventory is rising in the multifamily space, it's absolutely rising in the multifamily space. It's why multifamily rents will be softening, frankly. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. Not single family homes. <laughs> I'm just going to say we're actually two questions from now. We're going to look back at rents and what rents are going to do. But first, we're going to go to the comment of the week. This one comes from Punakar, who leaves a lot of comments for you. He has great analysis here, and I think he kind of ties in the first several questions together. Um, he says, when an asset goes way over the long run average state, the probability of a mean reversion is very high. I'm a strong believer that it needs to happen to residential housing. But what many crash channels don't understand or gloss over is that a reversion to the mean can happen over price or over time. Over prices essentially means the price comes to the mean in a short time. And to do that, it drops a lot. In other words, a crash. Over time means the price stays unchanged until the average line meets the market price. This takes a long time. Like Zuber, I also believe housing prices will stay flat-ish on a year-over-year -year basis for a long period of time. So what do you think, Zuber? Are we going to see that reversion to the mean via wage inflation and a sideways market? Absolutely. It's, this is time. And this is why it's so frustrating for people. My channel would be much, much bigger if I would just get around to calling a housing crash. Um, but unfortunately, I have more intellectual fortitude, and I like being right. So I think we're going sideways for three to five years, easy. And on the outside, it could be eight to 10 years. It really could be that long. And you're absolutely right. We are going through what's going to be called a reversion to the mean, but it's just going to be over time. Rates will come down a little bit. Prices won't go up that much. Um, and wages will. And bingo, bango, it's more affordable. It's just how it's going to play out, my opinion. So when it comes to selling out, your soul is off the table. You won't be a crash bro. Also, VIP tickets to your Vegas event are off the table because you sold those out twice. But what did. do we got left for general admission? We got about 150 tickets left general admission. You're going to get 11, 12 speakers. We've already announced Bo Eckstein's going to come talk about small business. We got Jason and Jen Pritchard coming to talk about being a couple starting from, you know, from nothing, growing a big business. We've got obviously yourself, Dion, Matt, and I doing a show. Um, I announced uh, the uneducated economist is coming. He wants to, yes. he wants to come be a part of the family. Oh, that's exciting. Si Simon, uh, you're going to get 11 speakers. You're going to get 20 hours of content. You're going to get a, you're going to get uh, a party and you're going to get a concert from the broken spectacles. And it's on president's day weekend. So you can party all night on Sunday and travel back Monday. So, uh, 
Yeah, dude, 100 it's 199 bucks for all of that. It's a crazy steal. Uh yeah. I don't know why people aren't signing up faster, but hey, all the VIP tickets went and uh yeah, we're sold out VIP. Mm -hmm. And I can speak from personal experience when I attended your last meetup in November, the real most important thing you're going to do is it's going to be the other people that you meet there. When you're there in a room with a bunch of people who are on the same page as you, and I think you're going to have somewhere between 200 and 300 people in there. Um, the connections that you make are fantastic. The people that you'll, you'll interact with and learn from and share similar goals and experiences with, that's, that's a huge value in and of itself beyond just what you're going to get in speaking. And no selling, no back of the room, 80% driven by audience questions, just like we did at the Fresno event, except this time we'll actually have microphones on the side. So I actually learned yes. my lesson. <laughs> uh, okay perfect all right okay so back to rents crashing you and jonathan twombly discussed multifamily rents crashing and phenomenal 2779 says how is this not going to happen in single family rentals as well people are running out of money so explain to us the difference mike on why rents are softening in multifamily but not in single family or what's going to happen yeah, first and foremost, uh, back to kind of the earlier point, where's the supply coming? It's coming in multifamily. So supply goes up, demand stays constant, prices come down. What's not happening in single family? There's no supply, right? There's just no supply. So as prices go up, now we're at high prices and high rates. We have demand falling because of affordability. People still want to live in a house. So the little supply of single family homes that is left is going to be bid up. Now that's not everywhere in the country, right? If you happen to be having rentals in Dollywood or Boise, Idaho, or Austin, Texas, you're going to get some rent softness as people, you know, work, work from home is over. But uh, yeah, there's just no units. And now you have builders pulling back. Builders are stopped building. So now, now you have no existing home sales and you have less ho home builders where the hell are people going to rent? I mean, there's no supply. And for the record, I did the uh, I did the HUD fair market housing assessment uh, the year over year from my 2022 rates to my 2023 rates that are approved as Section 8 rentals. And in all six zip codes that I own rent real estate in, which includes this, the state of Washington, Illinois, and Indiana and multiple zip codes, all of them, single family rental rates for Section 8 went up year over year. What they are approving now is up. I also looked at CoreLogic's single family rent index this morning, uh, and I checked, and we are still at year over year growth. But what you might see is a headline that says we're at a three-year low. Well, that's correct. We are growing at the lowest rate in three years, but we're still growing. There you go. All right. Okay, Mike, last question for the day. And this one was back on a topic we've covered over the last few weeks, seller financing. Um, and this one comes from Tarmac Grazer asking about protecting the buyers. He says, another question regarding the buyer protecting themselves agreeing to seller financing. If the buyer doesn't pay their property taxes, doesn't the lien holder jump in front of the lender? I know banks will end up paying that to protect their position, but the average mom and pop wouldn't be that savvy that taxes hadn't been paid. What are your thoughts on that? Well, again, assuming this is recorded correctly, the uh, property tax municipality will notify the lien holder that taxes haven't been paid. Hence, the lien holder could start foreclosure, pay them, and, and take the property back, assuming it's been recorded correctly. Um, yeah, it's, it's your that the 
seller fi- the the seller is the bank in this example. All the rights and abilities that a bank would get notified, this person would get notified, assuming the note is attached to the deed and recorded correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in my seller financing contracts that I've done, you know, it specifically says I'm responsible for the taxes starting on this date, and if I don't, that's a foreclosable event. I would lose the property. It goes back to them. They can sell it, and I'm I'm yep. the one who's out on the street. That sucks for me. Yep. All right, Mike, those were all the questions that we had. We do actually have a couple of videos to react to, a, a few different with Pace Morby, Ryan Pineda, and uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. talking about how he would fix the housing market. So we're going to react to those, uh, and we'll see you in, the, in those videos. Awesome, buddy. I look forward to it. Thanks.